0: Welcome back to your Speaks podcast with your host, Shalonda. Hey there. How are you this week? So, I am a little bit under the weather. I have a slight cold, so I will be a little nasally, and (laughs) let's get into it. So, this podcast is dedicated to the stories about foster care, but uplifting and like really understanding trauma, and I tell it from the perspective of my journey about lost the parasite chime in with my experience. But eventually, I want to open up this podcast for interviews with people who are in this industry, our social workers, who are case workers, who deal with uh, the youth like myself on a one-on-one base, and then also deal with county. And a report back to the county, and how we came all come together to create a conversation, and then change all the law that reflects a better outcome for us as we use. I tried to post every week on Thursday. However, yesterday I could not follow up because I wanted to record in a different episode. I did not pre-record, and I did not complete it yesterday. So let's get into it. So last week we discussed how my suppression of my emotions, me suppressing my emotions, turned into a mental breakdown. And I really did not discuss in detail how my mental breakdown played out. I did um, let you know what contributed, all the factors. And of what contributed to my mental breakdown, but I did not express what happened because mental breakdown can look completely really different for a lot of people. So for me, I had always had my stuff together in terms of being in school and in right? I was in the best grade. I did knew what I was doing in my life. I had focus, I had drive. And I knew what I wanted was my future. But at the time where I was emotionally unstable and really emotionally just trained, I felt like I was being school in so many ways. Um, all the jobs, all the activities, the extra activities, to family, school, I just was very, um, been with my time, the time. And that affected me on a mental level. And I did mention that night before once the morning. Noticed that I was a little different. My energy was a little off and she recommended that I go to counsel. So what did my mental breakdown look like, right? I was filling my classes. Mind you, I was taking like the maximum amount of credit hours. So I was like maxed out at like credit hours with two jobs. I was a resident assistant and a nursing assistant. So I worked on and off campus. And then I was still dealing with my family making sure that I was able to find these things and enjoy time and spend time with them. Enjoy their time, you know. Have family time. So all of those things, oh
1: well, so I did want to kind of insert this. Um, mental breakdowns do not always mean that you had to kind of cry on the floor, even though I had those times where I would bust out and become super emotional. And this is where my panic attack um, stemmed in because there were times where I would cry about all of the things that I was holding in because I. I wasn't allowing those emotions to be released at the time that they needed to be released. And the suppression of them at the given times meant that they were just building up to explode, right? And I I didn't want to go and leave this podcast, you know, with the idea of what my mental breakdown was. It wasn't just failing my... My classes, or you know, me being um, depressed and being distanced from people, it was that plus the uh, explosion of all of my emotions coming out at one time and really having to adjust, like, wow, what's going on, and how do I make myself feel better? So, by the end of this uh, podcast, you'll understand what methods I kind of use to feel better, but. My mental breakdown was me, you know, crying it out uh, because I hid all of those emotions for a very long time. And there were multiple situations that I was crying for because I wasn't able to cry in those moments that they occurred in. And I still have the the times where I do want to cry and crying is so good. It's so relieving of so many things so many emotions but I think now I have the ability to um, really understand what I'm going through and then put it into perspective to talk it out at that given time so I do not explode so for those that's listening to the podcast when you feel extremely emotional um, and you just want to bust out with anger or frustration or sadness even cry uh some people do not understand that this has been building up and leading up to the moment of your explosion and so while it is okay it's just good for you to just not explode on the wrong person but if that does happen uh try to pull yourself back and apologize um Not for your emotions, but for the misdirected um, emotional outbursts to whoever got that type of energy. Because it wasn't really meant for them. It was just because you were holding it internally within yourself and it just came out the way that it did. So I did want to kind of explain a little bit more about what my... Um, emotional breakdown look like because I did explode on you know some people that did not deserve it and I said things that I should not have said to certain people out of me holding back and being fearful of like speaking up and talking to whoever it was and addressing things that I needed to address so I just wanted to put that in in here as a little insert to really explain um The mental breakdowns can be looked at differently for all types of different people. And you should probably just observe what your triggers are and understand. Oh, and understand what your triggers are and how you explode. Where do you explode? What are the topics that leads you to explode? When do you suppress your emotions? And how many times are you doing this? Act. Are you saying, okay, it's, it don't matter, I'm chill, it's cool. Are you like, you allow things to just slide, like it's cool, it's okay, versus you addressing whatever that issue or behavior that someone is doing at that moment. All
0: right. So, since my mentor recommended counseling, I was actually a fan of counseling, so I didn't have a problem way going. But I did notice that um, my mental breakdown was at the expense of getting like very poor grades, like unusually poor grades. So typically, I know that I've always been uh, on a roll there. And you know, before going into college, in my freshman year, I had got a 3.5, which was like a average, and that was the very first time that I had. Ever in my life gotten for for grade, right? But it was even worse than that. Um, at the time of my mental breakdown ish, I I got a whole S. And I hung it up on my refrigerator to kind of remind me that S is for failing. And I was not just stuck like, in class or whatever. Because that's what I see. Maybe my mental grade was it wasn't just the class it was i was failing myself failing to really uh understand what was emotionally wrong with me so it was to remind me every day that i am not perfect but i am trying um my hardest to make sure that i get things together that i fix whatever the issue is and so every the day that i would get dressed and ready to walk out of the door I would make sure, or even cook anything in my refrigerator. So I would look at this daily grade, and I would tell myself, like, I have time, you know, to pull this around, um, and I would, I do numbers, I do calculations. So I did the calculations of what I need to get to get the best possible grade, and then what is the second best, third best of what I need to get to get those top. Grade. and so that's what I did just to get back focused and then when I started to go back to counseling it, it helped a little bit but I was still in this emotional drainage phase where right before I got the position as the RA I remember being completely different I remember being so reserved and shy because I had so much going on that I really did not want to be open and express this to people just because, you know, when you're open, things start to come out and you don't want them to come out because you're just really talking to someone and you feel comfortable and you just start talking about anything and everything. So at the time, I was not really talking to a lot of people except my friend, Trisha. We would go over, you know, the things that we we were feeling, but we never went Completely into depth. I also had another friend, I won't mention their name, but I did have another friend. And we definitely had our time where we would stay out very late, just talking, hanging out, um, and with our foster care story. So I did have a few people that I would talk to other than my counselor, but it was definitely a very emotionally draining Situation and time of my life, right? Um, and so when I did get the RA position, and this was before moving to campus. I did feel um, a little upset and emotionally drained, right? I just didn't know how to pinpoint what it was. I knew what it is, what was surrounding me. I knew um, that I was scared to go home, and so. I stayed out. So my emotional drainage came where it was a physical drainage, too. So I was physically drained as well as mentally drained because if you don't go home to sleep, what are you doing? You're out. You're And it's not just, like, hanging out. It's passing time so that I can wake up in the morning to go right back to school. And start my day over as if everything is okay and pretend like everything was fine or staying so late on the college campus that I will only go home to go to sleep, right? This was before actually becoming the RA. And I felt like when I got the position as the RA that it was a relief because now I have my own space, right? I thought that because I have my own space, like the other times that I moved out by myself, you know, things will kind of just adjust without me addressing what was the cause of it. And that's not true. You definitely have to address what's causing you this discomfort emotionally, and that's not what I did. So I just moved in on campus believing that everything would be fixed, but emotionally I was still in a wreck. I was still drained physically. So although my circumstances were different, my emotional well-being was not, and so I didn't really think too much of it. I didn't put that much pressure on myself to think of it too much because I was happy to have gotten this position. I was ecstatic that I was chosen, right? I am the RA, I get to live on campus for free, I get to interact with um, other college students and all these amazing things that come with being the RA. But I also was still heavily involved with all of the other things that I had on my plate. And I didn't know the time strain that it would have on me. And I soon realized very fast how much I was overdoing it. However, I never stopped. Doing it. I didn't put a limit on to who I would do it, who would I, you know, spend time with today. Like, it was never a schedule unless I had to go to work. That was a schedule. But other than my work schedule, I did not really prepare for interactions with people, and it would just be all over the place.
2: So at the time of me having panic attacks, I thought that it was just due to my asthma and at these times I would not associate them with being panic attacks I didn't have the language for it or the understanding that I was having a panic attack so my understanding was that it was just asthma and I just could not breathe but panic attacks also display itself as like the jitters nervousness that you have you know it's other factors that's not really related to asthma so when I started to research a lot of different other things like anxiety and the way that I was feeling emotionally and tying those things together that's when I had a reality check and really had a better understanding that oh I know what's going on I get it so that's um, that's what happened right I think for many of us if we don't have the language for what's going on we just mask it as something that we already know to be true so for me asthma I already knew that to be true And I understood it to be true. I've already had asthma attacks. I...
0: was asthmatic. I did not think anything other than my asthma wearing up and I really didn't take into consideration anything else because that was my explanation. So it took me a little while to figure out that they were panic attacks. And then I also had to figure out why I had panic attacks. What were the reasons for it? Why was I emotional? Why was I Um, having flare-ups like this, and where did it stem from? And then I really just questioned um, what was going on, and I did talk to a professional about this. I talked to my therapist to kind of understand what steps I can take to relieve some of the stress that I was feeling during that time, and then to, in the future, prevent this from happening, uh, what steps I can take you know, for prevention methods. So I learned that um, I was in college and I was doing yoga to really help me relax and get into a mental mindset of uh, visualizing my future without the stress of the day-to-day, how will I get there, my routine, my daily uh, sequence, right? So I really was preparing myself, you know, to relieve some of the anxiety in a different way other than exercising. And what I found is that when I do have my schedule and I did when I was in school and I did all the numbers, but in reality it's just the research that I do, it's the preparation that I do, I lessen how I feel in terms of my stress level and my anxiety, it goes down and I feel much more prepared and equipped with what I need to do and how I need to do it, which then translates to me taken more steps forward in accomplishing whatever that goal is. Now I take me to a place where I meditate for fun. I get into my reset days, where I have to take at least one day out of the week to reset my schedule and reset my mind. Because it's not. I have this overwhelming emotional state where, if you were to look at my environment and everything that's around me, it looks very chaotic and it is. My house could be in a mess. I could be emotional, um, agitated at times where I'm just getting mad for no reason. It's just because I'm in a really bad mood. Or the fact that my house, like, one thing that I really hate to do is washing clothes and open them up. Like, it's, it's It's so long of a process. So I know when I'm feeling really um, all over the place and uneasy, that is the first thing that gets thrown off track, and it's the hardest thing for me personally to get back on track. Because what happens is I'll do the loads of clothes, and the path for me seems overwhelming after I washed them because now I have a pile of clothes that needs to be folded. And for me, when I'm in an emotional state of, like, oh, my gosh, I feel overwhelmed, now I'm looking at this pile of clothes as if it's a huge mountain rather than, you know, one load of clothes, right, two loads of clothes. I'm looking at this task as if it's going to take me, Hour. And in reality, um, it's easy to break these things down in chunks. But when I'm feeling really high stress levels, it's harder to mentally think about these smaller chunks than to break my task down in. I'm just looking at this big, overwhelming picture. And so then I notice that. This is the point where my reset I'm sorry, I'm sorry for this. Um, my GPS is speaking in the background because I do my podcast while I'm in the car when I have more time and it is unedited so, right. I um, know that that is the time where I just definitely need a reset. At that point I need to calm myself down, relax my mind, read a book and slow the pace that I am going down just a notch because I tend to feel I tend to feel overwhelmed when I feel like I'm always on the go. And I remember being, you know, in college and I was like, Yes, yeah, being on the go is like awesome, right? I always looked at it being as, like, this great thing being busy and productive. And in actuality, now that I have a family and I'm in a different space and time in my life, it's now looked at, for me personally, as high-end stress levels that I do not need. Um, so if you just turn it down or not, it means for me to pull back on some of the things that I want to accomplish and break them up into reasonable and easy tasks, daily things that I can do to accomplish this. The next thing that I have done is talking to my therapist about my journal entries. And when we go through my journal entries, we're discussing um, pretty much what I feel Um, particular subjects of my life and then we also create systems to relieve that stress or relieve that emotional that might not be tied to something good. So my system and my mentor just told me that, like, what do you do, or she asked the question, what do you do to reset, refocus after you have this chaotic, crazy week? And my response was, um, I meditate, but that's not a consistent thing that I do. I read a book, but that's not consistent as every week. So my thing now is creating a system where it's built into my routine. Every, whatever day I choose, uh, as my relaxation day, which right now has become Wednesday, so every day well particular day uh i would do x y and z and then make that a weekly consistent schedule because what i know to be true is that when i'm on a schedule of consistent things to do i feel a lot better because i know i'm going to get up in the morning at 4 a.m. to go to work and during this work time I can do my podcast even though it's not perfect and I'm not striving for perfection I'm getting it out there you know so I know that and it lessens how I feel in terms of my stress level because I know that I'm getting something done and now it needs to be refocused and Understood for other aspects of my life, so that I can really understand on a consistent basis. Lessening my stress needs to be prepared, and and really getting in that mode where I understand that it takes me and my habit to become less stressed, to be a person that takes my personal uh, mental health serious enough to say to whoever, hey, I'm not emotionally um, capable of handling this situation right now, and then to go through my steps of rebuilding my emotional state up, my mental capacity up, and then be prepared for that interaction. And the only reason I say this is because I am An introvert. I can be extroverted. I can enjoy a crowd. However, I get most of my energy back when I am alone and when I have my own energy in my own space. So, even though I know this, I know that I need an extra time schedule or block within my schedule to really just take into account. How I feel what's going on, what am I thinking about, and writing all these things down to make me feel better and to take prior or to prioritize my um mental state and my emotions, and all the things that I have gone through in my life. And trying to relieve and to get rid of and replace with healthy boundaries, with healthy habits, and a healthy lifestyle.
1: Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I really do appreciate everyone that joins in the conversation because we all have different foster care experiences or we work in the industry and we really should just be having these conversations just so that we can spread you know light over the different situations that foster youth are going through and even when you age out are still probably suffering with just because sometimes we are prepared and sometimes we are under-prepared. And I hope that these conversations help us to realize where we lack and how we can build on top of that to build a stronger foundation for those youth that's about to age out in the future, for the next generation. However, if you are interested in doing an interview with me, I would be happy to interview you on my podcast and kind of tell your story or if you work in the industry and you would like me to talk to you about your role that you play with interacting with the youth or interacting with higher staff about the lives and the experiences that are going to impact us as foster youth i would love these conversations um so yes i will leave all of the information and how you can contact me in the description box however i wanted to end this podcast with a big thank you and have an amazing day because right now as i'm recording this it is sunny and we are about to um get some snow eventually you know so enjoy this beautiful weather all right thank you